This is Lovey Dummies. I'm David. And I'm Perlan. Thanks for joining us. Should you look for love or let love find you? Well, it doesn't really matter. We talked to Zach in this episode about his relationship status and his thoughts on looking for love. Let's go have a chat with him. have our guest Zach here with us today. Welcome, Zach. Nice to see you guys. So the title for this episode is Looking for Love. I object to this title. (laughs) Okay, Zach, could you introduce yourself to our listeners, please? Sure. Uh, My name is Zach. Uh, I'm 29 years old and single. Uh, Theoretically, I guess I'm looking for love. Uh, I currently work as a college English teacher in South Korea. Cool. We're going to ask you a random question now. If you had to be a lifeless object for a day, what would you be and why? If I had to be a lifeless object for a day, what would I be and why? Yes. That's a fascinating question. I would like to be the president's desk. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because I feel like I could see a lot of really interesting things in like world politics. You're going to be busy. Yeah. What would you be, Pearl? Uh, I'd like to be a car stereo, I guess, so I can <laughs> sing and I can make people happy. But I'm not a guest today, so... <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Anyway, first question. So, Zach, have you ever been in love? So, I mean, there's a lot of different meanings to love. If you mean that sort of, like, saccharine, sweet... I I love you. I can't live without your feeling. No, no, I actually, I never have. Surprisingly, amazingly, okay. uh, disparagingly. All right, let's talk about uh, your feelings. Like, what... Do what I have of, those? Uh, yeah, that's why we're wondering. It's like, do you even have those? Because you're looking for them. <laughs> it's like, so what kind of love if it wasn't the mushy kind of love that people usually experience what have you experienced oh i mean uh you know very very affectionate um you know i've experienced you know you can call it sexual love if you will but certainly not certainly not the like i can't live without you kind of feeling um, but you know mutual kind of dependence uh trust um but it's I don't know, it almost seems like I'm skipping over that first stage of the relationship and moving right into what, you know, your parents feel for each other. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so it's not something like you're going to die without this person. Right. Like that. Okay. You're just going to not eat a meal or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know, we cook dinner together. You know, you know we wash the dishes, watch some TV, uh, you know, make out a little. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our next question is, is there such thing as soulmates? Such a thing as soulmates? Um, no, I'm just going to be honest and say, no, I don't think so. I think uh, a relationship is absolutely something that you learn to do together. 
like maybe two people are are well suited to learn to grow together but mm -hmm. i think the kind of the almost the idea of soulmates makes people think that you know the relationship is going to be perfect from start to finish right and that you're always going to be right for each other and the truth of the matter that's that's not true you're you're going to be growing and changing your whole life mm -hmm. i mean and do you think compatibility is important or Yes, yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, yeah. You know, if um, you don't have similar interests, if you don't have similar personalities, if you don't have something in common to share, you know, if, if nothing else, a similar sense of humor, mm -hmm. uh, you know, something that you share that really makes it worthwhile and enjoyable to spend time together. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe your soulmate is somebody who is someone who can laugh and laugh and laugh with you. Maybe that's what's really important. Mm. Um, but... Uh, I don't think there's just one right person for you. All of your relationships are going to be work. Okay, so no soulmates for Zach. How about true love? Like, how do you define it? How would you, like, explain it? True love. Yeah. Um, could you repeat the question? <laughs> <laughs> I'm do just kidding. Oh, okay, let me rephrase it. <laughs> do you believe in true love? So I think that idea of true love goes back to the Romeo and Juliet saccharine suite, I can't live without you. It's, it's sort of, uh, it's something we put up on a pedestal when, you know, love is work. And maybe that sounds awful to say, but... It's true. <laughs> um, you know, people have all of these ideas about what a good relationship, is. It's, it's supposed to be somehow perfect, there's true love, there's one right person for me, one soulmate. Mm -hmm. And I, don't, I just don't think that's true. And uh, maybe that's why I'm single. <laughs> Sad to say. At but... least here in like Eastern Asia. Yeah. Do you think you should be actively looking for a spouse? Actively looking for a spouse? I would. I would say definitely not. Uh, de even definitely looking for a romantic partner. I think that's not something I can dictate for anyone. You know, that's every person is going to have. Uh, their own choices regarding that matter. Some people maybe are better off just being single and, um, you know, d but let me clarify that. Should people be, f you know, if they're interested in having, you know, a sex life, if they're interested in having partners, should they be focused on, on finding serious relationships? You know, I can't choose that for people, but I would say yes. Like, you know, mm. there's just playing around and, you know, being a little sexual butterfly, I think, has you know, certain, certain poison for the soul. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, even as a grown adult regarding searching for a spouse, um, you know, I think I would mostly want to get married if I were planning to have children. Like, I don't see the point of getting married if I'm not planning to, you know, uh, you know, to have mm -hmm. a family, yeah. mostly because I've just seen so many marriages end in divorce and, um, I think, you know, when we get married, we say, you know, this is for life. This is a really long-term commitment. And then in the end, you sort of are lying to yourself if you're going to get married and then just suddenly get a divorce and it's not that serious. Like, if you're not taking that vow seriously, why are you making it in the first place? Mm -hmm. That's kind of, what's the term I'm looking for? I, I, I don't respect that. Yeah, I guess, uh, oh, I mean, like, the, I think the question is more like when you are... I guess, looking for a relationship. Mm -hmm. Are you looking for a spouse or are you just like, what are your intentions, I guess? So for me, as a 29 year old man, you know, looking for, you know, 
looking for a, a female partner. I want children. So, okay. so for me, yes, I, I would say I'm looking for someone that I'd like to marry and mm-hmm. settle down with and, and have children with. Right. And get married. Did I say get married? I think yeah. so. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, so before we get to the marriage part, do you flirt? Not really, no. I don't. So what's your style? Like, how do you... I don't like, really have it? one. Really? Well, I, just, pick- I, just, I just treat women like people. <laughs> <laughs> no pickup lines, no nothing like Absolutely that? Absolutely not. Okay. Straightforward. I think lots of women probably appreciate that. Well, uh, if if it makes them like want to date me, then they need to be a little more straightforward about that. <laughs> because as best as I can tell, not flirting is not really working out either. <laughs> is it possible to love a person without liking that person? So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, my older brother is a great example of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, my older brother has bipolar personality disorder, and he's just kind of a mess. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I don't really like him very much. I love him. I do. Mm-hmm. I would. I would go to the ends of the earth to help him. But mm-hmm. I don't like him so much. <laughs> you know, I love him, but you know, he can be very irritating, mm-hmm. and he can. He just. He doesn't listen to anything anybody says. He's got what uh, what you would call NIH syndrome, not invented here syndrome, mm. which is if he didn't think of it. It's not a valuable idea. And, you know, you'll propose an idea of some, or something to him, and he'll think about it and be like, no, that's bullshit. And then six months later, he'll come back to you. He's like, oh, I've had this fantastic idea. <laughs> it's like, I literally told you that six months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you mentioned earlier that, of course, your goal is to have a family someday. So how are you preparing yourself for marriage? How am I preparing myself for marriage? Um... I'm not. <laughs> just sort of waiting for it to happen, right? No, I'm not waiting for it to happen. I'm, you know, I'm waiting to to meet someone that I'd actually like to spend a lot of time with and develop a marriageable relationship with. So, is there anything that you can do in the meantime to kind of prepare yourself for that relationship? Do you that's think a, there's anything that you need to do? You know, that's a fantastic question that I'd never thought about before. Can uh, can I get your advice on that instead? <laughs> What Just sh- listen to our previous episode on singleness. So, uh, did you mention that you're working in Korea right now? That's right. Okay. So, in in the Eastern culture, there's always this arranged marriage kind of thing. What yeah. What do you think about it? If someone just asked for your picture and then matched you up with some other girl, or what do you think about it? That's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> So does that mean you believe in... That's not in... how relationships work. Okay. Do you believe in destiny? No. Yeah, no. I'm going to take off the question mark. <laughs> <laughs> I do not believe in destiny. No, but uh, there's a survey that says that arranged marriages, they last longer than people falling in love. Just because if you have a... Uh, how do you call that? A person that arranged the marriage, a uh, matchmaker. Yeah, uh-huh. if you have a matchmaker, uh, you this matchmaker can find someone uh, who is the most compatible. I would like to propose a different hypothesis as to why arranged marriages can work better than uh, destiny okay. style marriages, mm. which is going back to that question of true love and soulmates and. 
the people who are going into an arranged marriage expect that it's going to be a lot of work. Hmm. Like they expect certain things. They're not going into it saying, oh, I'm so in love. This is going to be perfect. They know it's not going to be perfect. They know that this is something that their family expects of them. They know there's a lot of expectations and rules and work that has to be done. Whereas uh, if people think that they're looking for their soulmates and I don't ever want you to change and we're never going to change and we're perfect the way we are right now, people are much more likely to get, they're going to be disillusioned when they realize that, you know, personal growth and development doesn't end when you're 20. Hmm. All right, Zach. Can you give us some Christian relationship advice? (laughs) (laughs) We have lots of Christian listeners. As a non-Christian myself, I will abstain from answering (laughs) this question. (laughs) No, just like um, uh, maybe what, I don't know, what advice can you give to those people who are looking for love like you? Actually, let me rephrase the question. I'm going to rephrase the question here. Okay, so actually, I do have, I do realize I have one piece of advice for your Christian listeners, which is um, recognize that the religion that you both possess, the, the version of your own spiritual self, that is also going to be something that changes throughout your whole life. And there are going to be crises of faith, there are going to be changes in how you interpret you know, the scripture that you believe is, is true. Mm -hmm. It's not just one thing, right? It's not, you know, you can view your religion as one monolithic thing, but it's, you know, there's, you each have your own personal interpretations. And if, if you love each other and are going to have a productive married, uh, spiritual life, you need to be communicating and understanding as those changes happen. And, uh, you know, maybe that's, a little presumptuous for me as a non-Christian to be advising, but uh, I just think it's a similar level of communication as everything else in the relationship, and I worry about that with my religious friends, including you two, mm-hmm. that, um, you know, the, the religion, if it changes, if how you interpret or experience your religious life changes and that doesn't match with your spouse mm-hmm. or your partner, you know, can that cause despair? Can that cause... Um, you know, a breakup to happen. So understand, communicate, and love. And, uh, you know, especially for Christians, you know, recognize that uh, Jesus is a, a, a truly loving figure and don't um, don't let a disagreement about religion make you think that somehow the other person is, like, possessed of an evil. All right, Zach, thank you for being on our show. No, thank you so much for interviewing me. It was a lot of fun. Now it's time for a real comment. So, Dave, what was your takeaway today? My favorite part was the last question that we asked him and his response to it, because I think he was he was right on with his answer. Just in terms of, um, you know, as Christians, um, if you're in a relationship, it's important to identify uh, how your how your views and how your beliefs are changing and evolving, because that affects. Uh, the relationships that you have with other people, and especially um, that most important relationship that you have with your significant other um, or your spouse. I mean, separate from God, of course, that's the most important. But um, 
yeah, I think that's he 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 brings up a good point because um you know, even my own personal experience uh has sort uh it's confirmed sort of this idea because uh you know, I grew up in the United Methodist Church. You grew up in the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Right? And right now we're going to a Seventh-day Adventist Church. And so I have had sort of my own church culture shock to some <laughs> degree because, you know, the those two those two denominations, they have different beliefs in certain things. And so, um, you know, going to church on Saturday being sort of the pinnacle one. But what it's caused me to do, I think, is uh, go into the Bible more, which as a Christian, I think is the best place to be because that's where you're going to be growing and you're going to be learning Um but again, one thing that he brought up was just about being in constant communication with each other because, you know, if you are growing and learning, you want to make sure you're doing that together and you're not like growing in two different directions. That's right. Actually, uh, this is such an important topic that a whole lot of this talk is uh, something that we would like to reserve for a date night episode just because, like, you know, marriage does not only entail physical oneness, but oneness in, uh, you know, spiritual matters as well. Right. And another bit of trivia that we have today. Did you know that Pearl has been dumped because of her spiritual beliefs? <laughs> that is so true. And now we can just laugh about it. <laughs> um but the truth is, like, you know, I, I'm just going to quote from the guy who says, Pearl, I think you and I are worshiping two different gods. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you're probably right. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. No, no, I didn't say that. But uh, so what, what, we're, what we really want to say is it is important that... Um, the people in the relationship is on the same page. And once you think that there's uh, some disagreements or whatever in terms of your spiritual life or if your spiritual life is leading you to two different directions, then it's time to sit down, pray together, and study the Word of God together. Mm -hmm. Because uh, God is not the author of confusion and He is the truth and the way <laughs> right. is the truth and the way i right, didn't sound convi convicted, convicted. <laughs> <laughs> oh no you're right because a lot of you know when it comes to your spiritual beliefs that can affect um a lot of things in your relationship including how you're going to raise your kids exactly assuming you want some yeah like zach anyway <laughs> we will uh we would like to close with this quote and this is something that I think everybody can relate to, especially those who are waiting or looking for love. And what's the source? Again, from Pinterest. All right. It says, you will never get the relationship that you truly want if you aren't fully ready to receive it. This is a Creative Commons podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Lovey Dummies. And if you have any similar experiences or some totally unrelated stories, you can share it with us. Our email is lovenotes at loveydummies.com. Or you can fill out the anonymous contact form on our home on the web, loveydummies.com. Mm -hmm.